Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We're ta- we're recording this on uh, December seventh, Wednesday, December seventh, and of course, I'm with PJ. What is a up, great podcast mate? What's going on, man? It's good, man. How are you doing? Halfway through the week, a little later on the pod than we normally would be, but yeah, that's gotta keep uh, it going. That's on me, but we'll get back to uh, hopefully Sunday or Monday <laughs> here um, next week, and we still got we got to plan what we're gonna do for Christmas still because I'm already getting excited for that. Oh, we must! It's gonna be a holly jolly good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but before we get into NBA stuff, PJ, I wanted I want to check in how you're doing with all these White Sox moves that have been going on in baseball. Uh, we're um, I well, I just I didn't see the Adam Eden stuff till about two hours ago. Uh, getting out of work and yeah, I've been smiling a lot. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty giddy. I've been looking at White Sox season tickets. Seriously? Yeah. Um, are they uh, pretty? Af- I would imagine those got to be pretty affordable. They're pretty. Af- yeah. I mean, there are. I mean, I would probably only do like a 27 game package or something. Um, not like the full boat. That's too many games. But I I didn't know if they did smaller packages or whatever. But that's chill. They do smaller packages for guys with bigger packages. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, they got any kind of package you need over there. Oh, all right. How about medium packages for guys with medium They packages? got them all. all right. Economy size, whatever you need. All right, well, that's good. I, I'm sure that I think the Twins, they don't even have packages. You can just go to any game free. <laughs> that's yeah. What they've been offering. Just walk, walk in. I actually heard, no joke, so you know how most parks have, like, the all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink, and it's usually, like, in the $100 neighborhood or more than that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you go to a Twins game in, like, the first inning, you can get that deal for 20 bucks in the outfield. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's incredible. Dude, Minnesota has – have you – you haven't talked about your little – the package you bought from the T-Wolves. Give them a little love because that's, like, insane. Yeah, the, so you the, stole you stole money from a basketball the team. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, the T Wolves aren't known for having a super full stadium. They don't sell out very often, and I, like I can attest to, I've been to games during the week and I've been to games on weekends and weekend games. If especially if they're playing a decent squad, they fill up pretty nicely. Like a lot of people go, but during the week, it's just people live in the suburbs and don't want to drive half an hour to forty five minutes in to go to a game so those are pretty those are pretty dead a lot of the time and uh they really try to get rid of tickets but they had a deal that you could get tickets to see t-wolves play portland chicago cleveland lakers thunder and golden state um and you got a download for any ea sports video game and it was like 125 bucks for all that so, zero money. So you, it's very. Just, it was cheap. Consider like you can get you can get tickets to Timberwolves games for fifteen bucks, but not for good matchups like that. So I'm very excited. I'll be. I'm going to the Golden State game this Sunday. It's gonna be great. That's so. Yeah, you can get two probably like decent seats in the uh, 
the bull at the bulls. We have some Mike Vick dog biting going on over here. Yeah, um, I was gonna say there's some shit going on. Yeah, we're uh, um, <laughs> but uh, three focus. Yeah, we uh, you can get like two bulls tickets, probably in the hundred levels for like one game for that same amount. Well, dude, D Wade's a bull, so that's why. No, it's always been like that. They're yeah, I know. Bulls well, are but, a tough ticket. Well, or pricey yeah, ticket, not true. a tough ticket. Unless you're com- you, if you have a company in Chicago, like it's a very corporate thing. Like you, a lot of people get to go to games from their company and like corporate boxes and all that. So if you sell it to the corporations, you can do pretty well for yourself there. But to uh, such as such as basketball ticketing. Yeah, I mean enough about basketball tickets. So I wish that this is the were... actual product on the court now. Yes, let's stick to the product on the court here. So, I mean, a lot happened last week. Uh, well, it's been a little bit a little bit more than a week and a half since we last had a pod. But uh, last week, the Warriors played the Rockets and actually lost in overtime. But the big storyline coming out of that game was the fact that Draymond Green could still not control his. Uh, his legs, and or I guess you know he really can't control anything. Like he's punching, he's kicking, he's doing all kinds of stuff. He kicked uh, James Harden in the head. What, so, did you think that he did that on purpose? That's one. That's where uh, I start. I don't. I I feel like with all of them, it's just kind of been like a, I could stop my lit, but I just like don't need. Like it's just kind of like you're just like wow, oh, like whatever. Like you're just kind of flailing, but I don't think it was excessive either. I mean, it's like. Sure, he probably could have contorted his body in a different way, did not. But I don't know if that was necessarily like. I don't think he was trying to hit James Harden in the head. I think he's also some of it is him getting caught and like trying to sell the foul, and like when he's selling that foul, he maybe is a little excessive with his movements and stuff. I don't know. I mean, but at this point, it's it's now just his thing. So I I it's yeah. But it, it's never looked like it's malicious or like over the top. Where like, no man, your your hand wouldn't do that or your foot wouldn't go like that. It's all kind of been like in the mo- motion. But you know what I mean? Like if you go up, sometimes for like you just try to like throw stuff or um, you know, I guess maybe just like overreact a little. <laughs> is everything all right over there? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? We are not. <laughs> We are not doing okay. Um, oh my god! It sounds like you're getting. Oh, oh god! All right, get it under control over there. We're being under attack right now. Oh my god! Holy shit! Um. Yeah, my. Um, we yeah, I got home like 25 minutes ago, and my dogs are in my room terrorizing my room they're throwing pillows they just jumped on the oh all right well anyway so my take on this is that one, i don't know what that sounded like yeah. but i'm okay oh, yeah. it's, it sounded like you're getting attacked by a wolf honestly but. <laughs> oh. i'm glad you're okay but so dr- Draymond and and is, and is kicking hard in the face. So, if you look at tape of him, even in college, when he gets fouled, that's just what he does. He flails. Like yeah. Every part of his body, his foot, and 
in the NBA, so the two big incidents last year with Steven Adams twice and LeBron, both of those were on purpose. I don't think there's any question that those happened on purpose. This one, should he, I think it's, I think it makes sense given his track record to be called for a foul if he's flailing like that and he does in fact kick someone in the face. I think you should get called for a foul, but I don't think he did it on purpose. I also kind of think Harden sold it a little bit. I mean, yeah, you didn't get hit that hard. I didn't think it was. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I got hit in the face with a volleyball yesterday, and I, I was doing all right. I mean, I uh, I feel like you could kind of. I think it was a little bit of gamesmanship on both their parts. Um, but yeah, I mean, Draymond's got that. I mean, he definitely. I think he said like he's got a black mark on him or a bullseye, whatever. I forget the exact what he said but that's definitely true i mean but then when you acknowledge that you've got to kind of understand that when you make those kind of motions or that those kind of things happen like you're gonna automatically like be flagged you know just marked as that of over exaggerated motion guy and get some flagrance is there anything you're over being a little excessive with it some unnatural movements, perhaps. Is yeah. The, so explain this. Explain the story behind all those unnatural acts. BS. So yeah, the NBA is looking at um, setting some sort of rule or like, oh, uh, I don't know if it's gonna be a foul yet, but they're just saying like a way of penalizing against unnatural acts, which is they're using the Draymond plays as the example of just your body moving in a way or your limbs basically acting in a way that they deem is unnatural. Um, now, I kind of laughed at this, the unnatural acts. I mean, I just want to say, you know, one of the last times there was an deemed unnatural acts, there was some witch hunting uh, back in the 1800s. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't, yeah, and this is kind of chose, feels like. Wasn't it Vanderway that chose this term? Yeah, Kiki Vanderway did, yep. And, um, but it, it kind of feels like Draymond in and of itself is uh, dealing with being kind of witch hunted right now by the league. And uh, BJ Armstrong, Draymond's agent, shockingly goes to defend his, his client, um, kind of saying that you know, Draymond's being targeted here. Um, these unnatural acts, like he's not intentionally doing this. He's kind of being picked on. He thinks it's kind of ridiculous. Then he spun into some weird thing about the kids and thinking of the kids the kids the kids how do i reach oh, these kids is what how do i reach these, these kids it was kind of like that like he was just like very concerned about the youth and how they were going to it spiraled into something really i don't think had anything to do with Tremont hitting people in the newts but uh yeah, I, so on natural acts, you may be uh, seeing seeing that phrase thrown around a little bit more at NBA talks. Um, I'm sure Jeff Van Gundy will have a hot take for that coming up on whatever his next broadcast is because he's well, been he's been in and out a little bit. But uh, I feel like, I mean, Adam Silver's done a really good job of when he faces adversity, he tends to handle it in a very appropriate way. Ever since he's been commissioner, and. I feel like this is something that he should step in on and really nip it in the butt immediately because change, just change the terminology, change the definition of what these fouls are. I understand you want to give flexibility to the referee that if they see 
something that may not be explicitly stated in the rules that they can call a foul in that situation, but it's so dumb. I mean, I can't, I cannot even explain how, how stupid it is and how like one, it's just, it unnatural acts. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think too, with it, uh, I don't want it to turn into an uh, NFL catch situation where you spend half your time like, what is an unnatural act? Because um, the term itself, yeah, is just so broad and lends itself to just be in, just have a wide range of interpretations. Um, but I think it's just common sense. I mean, I like. I think if a guy flails enough or does something and hits another dude or trying to overstress it, like I said at the beginning, oversells a call, ding him for it, penalize it. I think that's the best way you police it is how they've been handling it. I don't know if there's a added need for a different type of foul or you know, something like that. I uh, I think it just lends itself to you know making a, a ref be in kind of an awkward position to – to referee a game if you put something like that into play for sure but yeah i I mean maybe it'll just always be known as unnatural acts and we'll just have to that's going to be a thing now but it's just it's very weird to me but so another thing that happened last week and we'll get to clay thompson 60 points here in a second but another uh i guess member of the of warriors the coach steve kerr uh, came out and you know he's had some health issues last, especially last season and came out and said that he's actually used marijuana recreational or not recreationally medicinally to help his back and coincidentally Phil Jackson actually said the same thing today uh, <laughs> yesterday it was yeah oh, was it yesterday yeah it was yesterday uh, least surprising thing uh, breaking news uh, Phil Jackson smoked weed uh, I'm sure everyone was just yeah simply floored. What were the, what what about think about the kids, Phil? The kids. I so how do you feel about all this being it doesn't seem to be it's being more widely accepted throughout the US. It's becoming legal more and more um what do you think? Especially, I mean, especially being in California, I think that helps, but do you think that the NBA is going to have to make a stance on this, like make an official no <laughs> stance on it? You don't think so? They've been pretty liberal with it already. They're the probably most liberal league oh, as is. Um, and they don't really even test for it. Um, I don't think they do. I think the NFL is the only major uh, American sports organization that that does, major sports league that will. Um, and they really – I because, yeah, you don't see NBA players getting suspended for substance or, you know, breaking uh, – they definitely do, you know, steroids stuff like, you know, tests for that performance sensing. But I think the, yeah, I think the league is, is open to it. Uh, I don't, I think if they were really against it, they would have probably came up with a statement right away. Um, the fact, I think they're just kind of letting their Steve Kerr speak, let Phil speak. Um, and they're, they're definitely, updated on the times and you see now like the debate in the nfl where you have you know players come out and say it you know there's there and there's scientific proof that it's there's some you know medical 
advantages to using marijuana for for pain purposes and um, i don't think what steve kerr said was at all ridiculous and especially like coming from and using it and, and seeing how i mean he's said too like he's in always in constant pain still like he's like still like always sore so like I've, I've heard he's just like is based on what i've read not still like even after that surgery is is still in pain still uncomfortable but um, significantly better than he was and obviously after the surgery uh, but yeah I, I don't i think it's cool that that he came out and was is honest about it yeah i mean i i agree that they don't have to make comment on this and maybe i think it's maybe a little ways down the road wants I don't think we're at the point that a majority of the country at least has marijuana legal medicinally. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but I think as soon as the majority of the country well, is, it's just like, why not just come out and say, like, we're not going to test this in the NBA? Yeah, well, and I, I have to, I'm pretty sure yeah, they don't test it, but like even you said, Steve Kerr works in a state that it is legal recreationally and medically. Um, so, I, even from that point, I think it's easier for the NBA just to say, you know, what Steve Kerr does, Steve Kerr can do. Now he's he's not doing anything illegal in the state he right. lives in and works in. Sure. Hey, props to Steve Kerr, man. Good for him. I don't want the guy to be in pain. Me neither. I, I love Steve Kerr. He's great. So another member of the Warriors that has gotten in trouble in the past for using uh, – smoking weed in college and getting in trouble but uh apparently hasn't really prevented him from becoming a really good nba player clay thompson scored 60 points in three quarters less than 30 minutes of total action yeah PJ, <laughs> I, the, I think most people go and automatically think like all right this is kind of like when Kobe dropped 62 on the Mavs in three quarters. Do you think that they're similar? Do you think one is more impressive than the other? And what was your overall reaction of it? Because it was, it was really something like I've never seen someone put up those kinds of scoring numbers and only get to the line 11 times. Clay just dropped 60, man. He feels like Kobe. Uh, (laughs) He, uh, no, it's cool. Yeah. The, we were talking before this, the stat that was going around clay uh scored 60 had the ball uh possession of the ball for a total of 90 seconds during that game and dribbled it only 11 times and dropped 60 uh i mean not surprising at all he went on that little run we talked with kevin love even and, and mentioned before how with clay's third quarter look at him in the playoffs especially that okc series um the dude is a piece of live dynamite that could go off any minute, and you just don't want to be playing against him when he does because it's it's fun though. It's it's cool. I I love the clay runs. Like, I mean, I know Steph's are a little flashier, but I for me, like when I watch Clay, it's it just looks like he's running a shooting drill, and it's just constant and keeps going, and it's just he's so machine like that it's. It's it's pretty fun and like a surreal, like unnatural kind of unnatural motion motion kind of way. He's just it's cool because it's just it's every it's just the like you're watching the same shot over and over again. It's just 
they're showing plays on loop, but it's it's live action and it's yeah, it's pretty the, awesome. The craziest thing, I guess, I agree with you. He's uh, he looks almost <laughs> mechanical with the way he shoots the ball because sometimes he does this thing where. You know, he usually isn't coming off a screen and, and shooting. Most of the time, it's just catch and shoot uh, from KD or from Draymond or Steph. And he does this thing sometimes where he'll get the ball and he won't shoot right away, but he'll catch it like kind of at his head. And then he kind of waits yeah. one second yep. <laughs> and doesn't bring the ball down like most players, like brings the ball down, realizes that he has space, brings it back up and shoots. He just kind of holds it there. And then he just flicks his wrist and boom, cash. And it's just, it's really, really unique. And it's really ridiculous. Yeah, to see he just sets if, it up in his, po- his shooting you, pocket. You see, yep. you see people do that in pickup games, and you're like, this dude's shot's broke. Like, that's not going in. Yeah. And it doesn't go in. And Clay's is just, he does it, but he keeps it, the form is still perfect. And I, I don't know how he gets enough leg. Um, like, I don't know how he keeps his legs underneath him enough to get the ball to the hoop, but it's crazy. And, so I didn't get to watch. Did you get to watch much of the game live or anything? PJ? Yeah, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, did, you, did you get to watch the game live? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got to watch a little bit of it live. Um, I just kind of caught bits of it. I mean, I was watching yeah. a, a few other things, but, like, because it was a blowout, and they pulled him. Sure. Yeah, after not- like or they pulled him, you know, in the fourth or whatever. So I caught some of it, but it wasn't like really much of a game between them and the Pacers. So that's the only thing I think probably deters from it a little. It's just it wasn't much of a game, but um, and the Warriors are starting to look exactly how we all feared they were going to be. So uh, I think you're going to see some more of these the rest of the year. Absolutely, you know, definitely. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't get to watch any of it live. Um, I shouldn't say I didn't get to. I was sleeping, and I wake up at like two in the morning and see that my phone has a bunch of notifications, and see Clay drop sixty, and I'm like, oh damn, that's gonna be fun to watch in the morning. And uh, I look at the box score the next day and couldn't believe he put up sixty and made eight threes. I was thinking he for sure had ten plus. I was just envisioning. You know, if you looked at his 37-point quarter, I think he hit nine threes that quarter. But, I mean, he had, I think he hit 18 two-point shots, and a lot of them, like, it was, you know, props to Clay for, because he, he's so good at running off screens in the paint just getting easy layups, but he had, like, eight of those. I mean, it was, Mata right. was really struggling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the other part of it. It's like who he was doing it against, like, kind of makes some sense. But, yeah, I think the lack of threes is, is probably just because of the, the spacing they're going out with and just having those other pieces around him and the calibers caliber of player. Like he's going to get closer looks. He's going to be, have to move a little bit more. He can't just kind of stand in the corner, run off a screen. Uh, right. Like he kind of did early in his career. Uh, Noah's impressive. It's uh definitely clay's first little, little highlight. And it's cool. Just especially early on. Some people wondering if Clay's numbers were going to drop, or Clay wouldn't be able to function on this this team quite like he had in the Warriors teams past. So, um, I think this is the beginning of the the Warriors' little reign of terror on the league, though. So they are on pace to win seventy. If right. I had to ask you over under seventy games, what would you say? 
I still think under, because um, they're not going to have, I think, the same effect. Like the Spurs and Clippers pace has dropped off just a little bit. Um, I still think they're going to hover right around 68, 69. I mean, they might hit 70, but I, I would think they're going to hit maybe that 68 was where I liked them to begin the year because I, I think they're going to just understand they need to take some rest, and I think they're going to use that second half, you know, use it March and April to definitely get guys some rest and keep their legs fresh for right actual games that matter yeah it's interesting he he's been kind of the guy that struggled the most coming into the season out of that foursome kd steph you know draymond and draymond's numbers i think i've heard a little bit but only really is scoring and he's been he impacts the game in so many other ways it, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the way that they play has really changed with having kd in the lineup and people were kind of you know sounding the alarm on Clay Thompson and what they were going to do. He is, uh, after the 60-point game, he's now averaging more points this season than he has any season of his career, which is yeah. crazy. It's yep. unbelievable to think that that's the case. But, I mean, everyone on that team just gets such easy looks at this point. Right. And it's – it's uh, right now I think it's in the phase where the Warriors have clicked and they found their kind of flow within their offense – uh, defensively, they've looked a lot better last week or week or two as well, and uh, I think now it's going to be kind of with some of these teams, upper echelon teams. How do they respond? How do they defend? Who can put something on tape that shows like a, a different way to defend this? And then you know it's some of that chess match. But right. no, right now it's right now if you can watch some Warriors basketball, it's pretty cool. You're going to go see them live because like this is that one of those little spurts where I think they just start running off, you know, 10, 10, well, how many have they won so far in a row? They, they uh, got a little streak going right now, but the Warriors. Yeah. They've only won t- two or three because they lost to Houston a week ago. The Houston. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. I, I forgot about the Houston one. Um, so yeah, I think they're just going to lose one. They'll go on like an eight game tear. lose another. I mean, it's a, uh, it's cool. But the other crazy thing out of all this is that the NBA has been so good this year because even with the complete shit teams, like there aren't very many teams in the league. The Nets are really the only one that comes to mind for me that they really don't have any one or anything to be looking forward to. And they're just any given night. You have guys just going off with ridiculous numbers. And like ESPN has this stat that they measure for just how great an NBA player's game is. And – Tom, Clay Thompson's was fourth. The 60-point game he had two nights ago was fourth this season so far. It's Russ, the other three? <laughs> no, Anthony Davis opened the season against Denver. Right, was oh, that one. one. Yep. You know, 50-15, he was yeah. a block away from having a 5 by 5 Budget, game. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, no, Russ, Russ, was, Russ has another one in the top five, but he's number two. But uh, hmm. he had a 41-16-12 against Orlando. But it's that just one. Okay, it's incredible. It's awesome to have this, like the so yeah. many different players that go off on any given night. This well, game, like this season, I thought last season, regular season was the best NBA. 
uh, regular season I'd seen. And it's too early to say for this one, but it's been really fun to watch so far. Well, I guess my early classification of this season has been kind of the year of the individual. Uh, you've seen just a lot. Like we just said, Anthony, Russ, James Harden. There's been, like, I mean, kind of pick out other other guys that have done it, you know, a little bit. They're starting to kind of flow. But, like, those three guys especially stand out as far as just putting up these crazy numbers uh, that just – stand out they're historically uh, crazy but uh you know necessarily are they going to be contending for playoffs no but for regular season it's it's like appointment appointment television at, you know definitely i it's been fun so far i've had there's been a, a good game on every night that's been fun and in, in, in a multitude of ways so it's i it's definitely spread out and it's cool I, I I'm with you 100 on that. Well, and you even have secondary players, and when I mean secondaries, I mean I mean like an all star in the NBA, but not when you think echelon, like upper echelon NBA players. For example, Kevin Love has yeah. 30, 34 points in a quarter, and this guy was the guy that you were thinking should have. You know, I I was if you would have probably asked me at this point last year what I thought the Cavs should do with K Love, I might have said that they should at least see what other teams would offer for the guy right but now he's uh an integral part of what they're doing he won a championship he's playing really well he's 20 back to the 20 and 10 guy that people knew that he he kind of would be and um you know it doesn't hurt that he plays with lebron james probably has something to do with that but you you just have guys that uh you wouldn't normally think of being capable of putting up a triple double or 40 points and you know just playing super efficiently and beating yeah. teams you're not supposed to. I, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's, it's like, it's funny because you have this at the time too, where the NFL is, you know, supposedly hurting. And I think they've bounced back a little bit now that the election's over and stuff, but it seems like the NBA can do no wrong just because of how deep the league is. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, yeah, just the, the fact that you can turn on a game and I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of dud primetime NFL games, and that's where they've been hurt. Where you're not seeing these great performances. But NBA, I mean, like I said, you you can tune on a game. A lot of the primetime games have been exceptional. They've been really good, fun games. I mean, you're always going to have those blowouts and those dud nights, especially as we get further along in the season. But uh, it's in a, yeah, it's in a good place. Uh, there's a uh, I guess one other individual I, I didn't mention yet. In yeah, I alluded to a little bit last week. Yeah. And I can't believe we haven't spent more time. But uh, Well, so there was a reason. I, I, I can say this now just because it went well, but I was very nervous about blowing my, my Giannis bombs on, on people too early because I was waiting to see the LeBron game. And I know we're like now almost a week after, but... Oh man, what a absolute badass mo fucker. He is so he Giannis brought it to LeBron. He's um he's really like now getting the I mean he was kind of more of the NBA Colt kind of following player. Um a lot of guys were like, Oh, wait for this dude, wait for this dude, wait for this dude. 
uh, I've been a, a day one Greek freak, just fanboy, and I. Uh, so I'm just I'm geeking out every game I can. And I think the the point forward kind of move on his part to have him the offense flow through him has been uh, so cool, and I, it's worked out perfect for him and that team is really just formulated around that in a nice way. And I mean, but every, I mean, and there's, when they're in a, a rut too, it's, you can automatically tell they're looking for him. He's able to create. Um, and it just, it, 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 if he doesn't make the all-star team this year, you will get the a very angry PJ in a few pods. Um, Cause this is like kind of his, his leap year is his first kind of, step up into that MB, that conversation of the elite basketball players. Right. Well, if you just look at his numbers. Let's look at his numbers. LeBron-esque. They're fun to look at. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. Just But the the one thing that comes to mind for me that's kind of come up this season that I haven't seen before is that he seems to kind of have the attitude of an mm. alpha and he's the type of player that can be your number one option and take you like who knows what the Bucks can be. They're too young to say that right now, but Giannis is a good step in the in the right direction. And I think that like I really think that they'll make the playoffs this year. They're 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 in the I think fifth seed, sixth seed right now, and I could very well see them ending up there. I the the East being a little bit thinner compared to the Western Conference. I don't see the Bucks falling out, um, and it's gonna be fun to see him. And, and what he does in the playoffs because uh, he just doesn't give he just doesn't give, doesn't give an shit. f he doesn't nope. take shit from anyone and the thing that I love is that when he goes up against like top tier wings his game goes to another level or at least his intensity goes to another level. Well, so the the part where I say when people and I know people have said like how he behave how his like presence against. LeBron, we were like, oh, this dude's kind of like got a mean streak to him. Like, uh, and I guess I just have the advantage of uh, when they were in the playoffs against the Bulls two years ago, like, and he ended up getting suspended for it. But, like, the flagrant he put on Mike Dunleavy at that one point, like, he took Mike Dunleavy out. But I was like, that was the first time for me where I was like, Giannis, like, whoa. And he's got, I mean, like, that was kind of the first time. I'd seen him like physically do something. I mean, he was frustrated. It was, I'm sure, for that series too. But like, as far as just the what the Bulls were kind of doing in that series too, it was the first kind of glimpse of like, I'm not gonna take any shit from anyone. Like, f all you, like Mike Dunleavy, screw you. Like, I'm setting a tone that we're not gonna just back down and, and whimper. Uh, so no, I mean, he's got that badass just don't f with me like who wants to go kind of thing which you need uh you know lebron obviously he's got there's there's a lot of guys that have it and those dudes that have it is uh it's pretty cool that's a that's a big kind of differentiator between him and maybe some other of the young budding stars in the league yeah i think that the big thing now, I don't really have a concern with Giannis. There's nothing in his first 
three plus years now that he's been in the NBA to make me think that he's not going to keep getting better. But with the Bucks and they're not going to be able to get top tier free agents, I think they have a move to make because they have to get rid of Greg Monroe. But as far as mm-hmm. what they can get for him, I don't see it being much. Maybe, maybe picks. Maybe you know. Mm-hmm. A big maybe maybe a wing I, i'm not really sure but um i do they have like are they good enough that they can go with Giannis, jabari and chris middleton plus you know their rotational players and that's going to be good enough to win the east some like challenge cleveland in a year or two or do you think uh, that they need another guy yeah i think they need another guy um i think they need Someone that's probably like a, a just one more guard, almost I can think of. Like, you need a a player that's probably at the same level as Greg Monroe as far as it, it goes in the league. But, and I don't know if necessarily Milwaukee isn't a, a a decent spot. I mean, I don't think they'll have a problem attracting if they teams if they they play well. But I, I think you if you get like a middle tier NBA player of some kind, um, and there's plenty plenty out there of type of guys you know the specific one for them i don't know who that is i mean it'd be nice too if they could get more of a passing center not necessarily uh, a piece that needs to score a lot uh because i think they've got a, a lot of different ways to do that but just i mean what john henson's role is on that team kind of an upgraded version of that in some ways but i think there's um and they've got a lot of young dudes on that bench too which is you know uh, Malcolm Brogdon, is, I think, has been a nice steal for them. We talked about him earlier. I agree. This year, um, Be- I think he Be- was a big. Michael Beasley's been a nice little. Michael Beasley's nice. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he makes his boneheaded moves, but um, I like that they brought him in. Uh, they've got, you know, I think Del Dova too has not been getting enough credit uh, in his kind of role. I think he's perfect for that team, and it's it is cool. I mean when you think about that they they're doing a lot of this without chris middleton chris middleton's uh only going to add to this but i i think you're you're absolutely right though that greg monroe's the clunky works right now but isn't perfect to help this team ascend but it's i mean for the bucks too it's all where how what level is Giannis going to elevate to where is he going to take it but um Without a doubt, this is his team, and, and that, so that's a a cool first step in that is the establishing roles. I think Jabari is a it's a pretty solid two. I think he'd be you know if they were going to compete for championships, he's probably someone you want to have be your third option uh, on a team if you're looking. So trying to find that number two or someone right at Jabari's level, you know, in a couple of years when they're really ready. But I, if you were going to pick a team to challenge the Cavs, like you mentioned in the beginning, uh, I would put a significant portion of my available liquid funds towards the Bucks being that team. Sure. We we got to go to a game. I think it'd be yeah. really fun. Have you been to a yeah. Bucks game? I have not. I've, like, eyed them. We talked, like, I have a buddy that lives up in Milwaukee. They're super cheap ticket. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about going, like, I know a couple of friends went up when the Bulls did play the Bucks in the playoffs uh super cheap tickets uh it's a nice time bradley center is a nice little stadium it'll be cool when they get the new stadium in there too but i've been to bradley center for some marquette basketball games it's a 
it's a fun little, nice little stadium. Uh, I definitely would want to go see all see all that is Giannis in, in person and probably float away <laughs> in glee. I was just say you. I would like. I don't think you'd even talk to us. I think you would just be consumed. Yeah, I think so. Oh, we'll have to. I think we have another friend that's about to move. We have a couple. Yeah, while, I know. So mm. we gotta, we'll definitely have to. We'll definitely have to make that work, especially since it's right between us. But yeah, man, I. Um, it's gonna be a fun, really fun rest of the year with him. I, you know, he. Uh, I think that he's only going to get better. Jabari's really coming to his own. If they need to stay healthy as a team, and you know that they're going to make it in the East, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see them. You know, I I think second round. If as long as they're not playing the Cavs, I could easily see them taking the Celtics, Raptors, to mm-hmm. you know, I could easily see them taking them six seven games and it being really competitive. So it'll be fun to watch. Speaking of another Eastern Conference team. What's going on with your bulls, dude? Yeah, I'm a little uneasy. Um, I'm not panicking. Um, I was sailing pretty high. It was, it was almost going too easy. Bulls have dropped last week or so, which one of the things that does tweak me is, so the bulls had their, their circus trip. They have all this, their West Coast trip. There were six games there. Then they had five game, five days off, and then they started uh, your classic NBA, four games and five nights. I don't understand why they couldn't have slipped a game in there between the five days they were off. But um, kind of in that whole thing, they've you know had two bad losses, lost to the Lakers, then they responded against the Cavs, and then they laid down another egg to the Mavs uh, in Dallas, and they got blown out by a team that was had three freaking wins. Uh, and they just didn't show up. Could be fatigue, whatever. But then out of that, Rondo gets suspended. Uh, so yeah, we got so the we first got, one of those. He got in an argument with an assistant coach, correct? Yep, put Jim Boyle in. Not exactly sure what was said or anything, but um, no, he was suspended. He apologized to the team, coaches. But So he misses the game. They go up against Portland, who, and Portland's got a thorn in there in their ass because they were didn't like how the bulls acted when the bulls beat them a month ago so damien dropped 30 on them and was just pissed off and uh so that would be nice to have rondo who's at least regarded as a good defensive your best defensive point guard yeah Uh, whether or not he actually is it's another question yeah i mean and you know Dwayne wade's been putting up some number i mean he rested in that Dallas game too, so that adds a little bit to that game. But um, yeah, they played last night Pistons in Detroit to end this little stretch and got worked there. And they play San Antonio coming up here on Thursday. But yeah, it's um the biggest thing that comes out of it. And the point I'll make is, I mean, the Bulls bench has been really what's been letting them down. Uh, you see, McDermott is still battling concussion symptoms. He just came up today. They had him in the D-League with the Windy City Bulls for a few games. And uh, my MC-Dub being out, too, so that bench is thin. Uh, Denzel Valentine's getting some minutes, but um, I'll tell you, against Portland especially, he just he had some nice looks and just is his shooting is off. Like, he's just not following through, uh, kind of bringing his hands down low, not just rushing his looks a lot. So 
Um, I'm just a little uneasy. I'm not. I was sitting in my comfy bulls leather chair, uh, puffing my my chest out pretty, because I have been. I was high on the bulls going into this. I thought they were going to be, you know, I thought six seed, which is kind of right where they're coming. But it was almost looking like maybe they could be top four. So we're uh, got a few shortened fingernails here from last couple nights of watching them as well. Uh, so we'll. I'm not. I'm not panicking though. I think they can. They can turn around. I think they just need to get some a little healthier. But I mean, through all this too is. I'm not sure what I feel about Rondo as much. It's it's happening. The just the Rondo process and the Rondo feelings are just beginning. Um. Kawhi Leonard is going to drive you crazy on Thursday. See, I, but Jimmy and him are going to cancel each other out. Is my thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I was I, kind I of. I hope you're that. If I think th- if that happens, I think you win. I think if it doesn't, who knows? I think Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy likes to go get up for these big games and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, mm, I mean, yeah, I'm I watched, a little nervous. I was hoping it was going to be like him last night against the T Wolves, and yeah, he I was know. he was incredible. I, I mean, know, I, I mean, the level of I'm difficulty, denial. the level of difficulty on his shots now, it's like, unless you double yeah. him, unless you double him, he just, he's going to hurt you. Yeah. I, um, I was really, really hoping like that tomorrow, like pops just going to say, God, we're going to sit half the team. We're going to sit some dudes. Well, <laughs> he, they sat Tony and Manu last night so. i know i well no i well and so i was looking at this and i saw that and i was like damn it he did it then i was hoping they'd play that game and he freaking sit him against the bulls but yeah no, man, i think he, you're gonna get uh, <laughs> i think the bulls are i think this guy get through the stretch you know they'll, they'll be 500 then if they even drop that game i mean they start out hotter than people thought i i'm still high on this team they're fun to watch they're not nearly as frustrating as a team as they were last year, um, but they're they're kind of regressing a little, and I'm not feeling as great about it. They'll be it's going to be okay, but Ron, they, the Rondo thing is concerning. I wouldn't be concerned so much with the losses. I'd be concerned with the Rondo thing. If if uh, chemistry is good, if morale is good, they're going to be fine. They're yeah. going to win 45 ish games. And they're going to make the make the playoffs, but. Um, you know, I think right. that who's your backup point guard? Jerry and Grant uh, is kind of it's him. Isaiah Cannon. Isaiah Cannon needs to uh, really make some. I, saying, shots. I knew I knew Cannon was on the roster, but I didn't know how many minutes. He's shooting he's like thirty percent. He's been getting a lot more minutes, but um, yeah. I mean, the only frustrating thing is the amount of f bombs I dropped at Nikola Mirotic on yeah, every freaking so night. You begged him a few weeks ago. I to, know, and he took a shit in on my doorstep and lit it on fire and it's pretty weird man he's uh really not that he was ever inc- an incredible player by any means but he's looked he's so terrible. streaky he's so streaky he's very suspect with the ball in his hand like i only want nico to have the ball in his hand if he's wide open in a court like at the three-point line and he's shooting the many dribbles i just like put my head in my f- shirt and i grunt and make animal noises like all you were right, hearing right. earlier yeah i was gonna just, say i've heard what you were hearing earlier in the pod that like that kind of like just 
guttural anger is right. what <laughs> what I'm dealing with. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm uh, I, I they've got after this this kind of wave though. I think they can kind of collect themselves, lick their wounds, and make another push. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on Rondo. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna keep watching the Bulls and. I've got the Bulls locked down. Don't worry. I've been watching all of it up to date. The other thing with that game on Thursday is uh, that the Spurs are undefeated on the road. So, yeah. See, I was trying to hold some of this back, and you're just like bringing up all the things, like the the parts. I was I took all these like concerns about the game on tomorrow, and like put them in a nice little box, buried them deep inside me. And then here you come, and you're just like, oh, well, you know, Kawhi's been playing really good. Oh, you know, they hey, did. Man. They sat Manu and Tony. Oh, they haven't lost a road game. If I was if I was on over here saying that the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs, I would expect for you to tell me that I'm being an idiot and that they're 5-16 and 16, <laughs> they're not going to make it, okay? I'm just telling you the facts. All right? I know. Mad. I know. I'm mad. just vulnerable. Just like, hey, you can I'm vulnerable. Beat, even if the spur, even given all these things, you can still beat the Spurs at home. If uh, you know, if D Wade. And I Jimmy. will say, yeah. The final thing I'm going to say, and we'll fit, wrap up with our segments and everything. But the Bulls do awesome on Thursday night. TNT. They do okay. awesome. They've got a great record. Um, I don't remember what it was, but they're like. Over the last like five years, there's just been money on Thursday nights. So, well, let's then go. It, then it bodes well for them. I can't argue that. So, I have uh, one one quick ball don't lie segment here, and that's with the Portland Trailblazers. They were the fifth seed in the West last year, fifth yep. seed, I believe, and uh, they um, upset the Clippers in the first round. They kind of shocked everyone by playing as well as they as they did. And this year, all the offseason moves and, you know, they didn't necessarily, they didn't sign, bring in a ton of new players, but they had so many expirings that they brought back. A lot of questions. They had a pretty good start to the season, but are now sitting at the eighth seed at 12 and 10. Is this the version of the Portland Trailblazers that – like was last year kind of uh, an abnormality mm. and, well, and this is what they really are or do you think that they mm. this is really you know they have a move or two to make and that they will finish closer to the middle of the pack in the western conference i mean like the only things i've like i've watched a decent amount of them during this bad streak too and like their defense has just been terrible um if damian and cj aren't clicking and like aren't don't aren't able to score like they're pretty effed um and like the evan turner signing didn't make sense on paper isn't making sense when you look at it um i think he's a flippable piece though still even with that contract i think with that contract if you find the right situation where it's like a if you find a bad team that's gonna that maybe didn't spend as much and has a flippable piece that you want on shorter terms, like that's maybe where you go. Um, I don't know who, what that is, what that looks like yet, but I think that's where you would first do something, maybe flip one of your other bigs or something. I mean, the other thing with that is like Noah Vonley, I think sucks. I think that's, 
that's yeah, not good. Yeah, it's just about time to give up on him. Like, what do you do with him? Yeah, I don't. I mean, Myers Leonard and is been isn't that great either. I mean, he's like a fine backup big man, but they gave him uh, some money. Alan Crabs played really bad. I mean, they're just like all of those pieces are just like all sucking except for CJ and Dame at points. And if those dudes are off, like it's it's kind of tough. And like when the, they put the Bulls on this week, like Damian just went off. The only person that could stop him was Jimmy in the third. And Bevan Turner got even a little bit of a run, but he still only got ten points. Like it's limited. Um, it's 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 weird. I think they're, but I can't say what you're saying, like, from last year, because their team is different this year compared to then. Like, they overall dramatically kind of changed some aspects of their team that I don't necessarily like, mainly just the Evan Turner part, because it just doesn't make sense for what they're Yeah, that, team that about blew my mind, because, like, do you think there were a lot of talks with them getting Chandler Parsons, and Chandler Parsons has a play, hasn't played a ton this year, but with, do you think if they have a healthy Chandler Parsons, that's a, a better signing? I yeah, think so. I mean, I mean I, I'm not super high on him. He's good. I mean, like you almost want to just take – if you could take Evan Turner, flip Rudy Gay, kind of something like that. Like Rudy Gay, I think, helps this team more than Evan Turner does or like Wilson Chandler even. Like, I mean, you just need something different. Uh, yeah, I – I'm kind of I'm a little shaky on them though, just because. Yeah, it's not look great. I think Terry Slots has done a Terry Slots has done a pretty good job with what he's got, and I think they'll definitely still make the playoffs in the West. But I did not like them compared to some of the other teams early on. This but is you, a stretch. And, and you think they're gonna be fighting weeks. fighting for a playoff? Spot? I think they're like the seventh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, six, seven. I agree I with you, man. I, I think just the last three weeks they look bad. I think they can be. They have the some pieces to be a really good Western Conference playoff team, but they haven't been that version of them this year. And I think that they, I think they're a team that needs a trade. I don't think yep. there are many teams like that. Yep, and maybe that they was part of their plan. Make a trade. Maybe they, yeah, and maybe they were doing some of this. They decided they wanted to lock up some dudes now. Maybe those contracts look better. Yeah. Later on they can flip, but yeah. I'm with you, man. It's I think their balls lying a little at least early on compared to now. Sure. Let's move to in and outs of the week, PJ, and I'm pretty sure I know what yours is going to be based on a video that you sent me earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Alluding to uh, in a little bit, so my I'm a dog owner, as you heard. As, you, as lovely, everyone, as you heard, heard, very well aware now. Now, <laughs> if you've listened to more than like maybe three episodes, my dogs have they need to be in this my room with me when I do this. I've tried to keep them out, but they like have made some appearances. This was their big coming out guest appearance show, our first guest on it. But there was a video that came out uh, today. Or not today, a couple days ago, of a kangaroo having a dog in a headlock and the dog's owner running up, confronting, straight up, squaring up with this kangaroo and punching it in the face. And I am in on that so much. It was so 
freaking the probably the most <laughs> badass thing I've ever seen. Um, I'm all in on that. I saw that that dude can't leave his house because he's got like animal rights activists. F those people. He was saving his animal against a wild animal. Um, the kangaroo was fine. It was dazed. Everyone walked away fine. He taught it a lesson. Man's the top of the food chain. You punch that thing for your best friend, which is your dog. Um, I would say other than ruining this podcast, if there was a kangaroo right now that was messing with your my dogs, I hope I could. Because that thing could straight up kick me and break my chest open. But if I could get off a punch, like you would... That, I just want to do something half as badass as that. So I'm all in on punching kangaroos. It is. I strongly suggest, and by the way, are your dog snoozing behind you right now? It sounds yeah. like you may have so, some someone in your room that's taking a nap there. But um, <laughs> It's the dogs. <laughs> it's the dogs. Yeah, uh, I strongly suggest looking it up if you haven't seen it. Um, I can't really do it any justice by telling you what's going I mean. You could do your best, but yeah, dude just fucking socks this kangaroo. It's it's pretty pretty staggering, and it's not like he killed this kangaroo. No, he was he just trying to he he punched it. He and it hopped his away. Dog, his dog was safe. They went away from it. And honestly, I was like, when I first saw it, I thought that the kangaroo was gonna attack him back. I was like, oh yeah. shit, like this is something's going down here. That guy's not gonna be okay because apparently kangaroos are like incredibly strong, and he could. Yeah, like break your chest. Really mess. Oh, so Cleveland Knicks started, and K Love's already hot. By the way, just mm. just fly. But um, well, what's your what are you out on then? So another YouTube video came out um, all about the videos this week out on Moms V Music. So there's a video that came out of a mom listening to her son's Spotify playlist and was like freaking out. Yeah, evidently it was like the brother of this the kid was filming it all and it's just like Kanye's not like Kanye father stretch my hand part one is one of like there's some real like raunchy awesome songs but like it took me to a real place like I got freaking outed one like my mom got a hold of my iPod and heard some of my stuff <laughs> I she like caught my like college dropout like she listened to that i like snuck bought it um like if there was that like, explicit sticker on there in my home and my mom caught it i was so effed um she listened to my ipod and she was like this mom at the end is basically just like like what what do you like you think that's funny what you're listening to do you do you agree with what you're saying like this is gonna make you into a criminal like crazy stuff like that was like what i was hearing I mean, maybe maybe Kanye stuff now would. I'm not sure. About it brought that. me to like a real dark place. Like I thought it was gonna be a funny video suggested to me by one of my roommates here. We popped it on, and I like was in the fetal position after like a, the minute and thirty of it because I was like, oh, there's a lot of suppressed feelings that came out in that moment. Wow. I just, if that kid somehow listens to this, I just want to let you know, man, it's all right. You know what? You can still be, you know, getting a decent corporate job go to an average liberal arts school in Iowa. Like, you'll be all right. You won't be the screw-up your mom thinks you're going to be. You can definitely get into an unaccredited business school. There's no question. F yeah, you can, Ultra. <laughs> F yeah. Um, well, so I'm kind of like, those are pretty random. I like them, though. But I'm uh, what I'm in on this week is a new show called Search Party that's on Ooh. TBS. TBS is Ooh. trying to, you know, releasing all, all the episodes you can just binge watch all of them i'm four episodes in 
Uh, shout out to Lindsay for throwing that out there because um, I probably would never have watched it if it wasn't for her. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's good. Like it's pretty ridiculous. It's it's kind of it's it's got a serious side to it. Um, essentially about this one girl that is trying to find an acquaintance from college that's gone missing, even though she mm. hasn't talked to her for a bunch of years, and just her group of friends and how they're dealing with the whole situation in New York, and it's it's funny. I I would definitely give it a give it a chance if you uh, mm. are looking for something to watch now that Westworld is done. Woke but, world, it's officially woke world. Woke world. I haven't watched it yet, by the way. I it's think woke I, world. I am. I think that I very well may uh, binge watch worth, some woke it's world worth this watch. weekend. Woke world, get woke. But what I'm out on, and I'm gonna try not to give this dude shit for the rest of the season because I just have a feeling he's not gonna get traded. But I'm out on Ricky Rubio. I can't. Wa- I it's so hard to watch him. Hey. He is totally offensively inept. Out if he couldn't pass out, like hey, what can you hey. even do? But what can I just? I'll. Nico for Rubio. Nico Rondo for Rubio. <laughs> Do it tomorrow. Have, take him. Cool. We'll, we'll work not, on the paperwork. I don't really know how Tibbs would. Oh, that's a good who says no. Just kidding. Uh, I don't think. I don't think <laughs> who says no? Who think, says no? I don't think Tibbs. Well, Tibbs has worked with Rondo before. I don't know how he feels about it. And him. Nico. And Nico. <laughs> I, think he hates, I think he hates Nico. Just really? like me. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just. You know, I liked that he was a lot more aggressive last night, uh, but he still went two of nine shooting. So that's not yeah. going to do us any good. Uh, people saw Brandon Jennings, or if you haven't seen it, look up the vine of Brandon Jennings sagging like almost to the rim when Rubio has a wide open three and essentially daring him to shoot a wide open three, which in the NBA, as a guard, you have to be able to at least take that shot and knock it down 30-ish percent of the time. Rubio can't. He cannot be our starting point guard. Like, get Chris Dunn some more minutes. He played well last night. So, that's all I've got. Cool, man. Cool. Hey. <laughs> Maybe hey, I should have ended well, on my we'll end. That's it. a little bit more fun. Hey, I've got three final thoughts, and you can do the housekeeping. Okay. First off, happy birthday, 60th birthday, Larry Bird. Turned 60 today. The white. The man that gave all, gives all white white kids hope uh, to be good at basketball. Um, anyone that wants reservations to the 2020 Chicago White Sox party, let me know. RSVP now. Me and the White Sox we're going to party in 2020. And uh, you know what? We haven't. We you kind of mentioned we started at the beginning, but uh, you know, Kanye, we're thinking of you, man. Heard today, Kim might want to divorce him after all. He gets he's mentally better, but. Uh, Kanye, we love you, man. And uh, I guess one final one is uh, can't wait for this Kid Cudi thing to come out. I'm nervously excited about that. See, so. I'm I'm not even nervous, man. I'm I think it's gonna be I'm I'm like on it. I'm like kind of bullish, but I, I mean, think I've loved be, I love the singles yeah. he's dropped so far. But yeah, so yeah. very very nice way to end the pod, PJ. Yeah. So and um, oh, one more thing. Okay. If it, you're, that people are still listening to this after our episode last week, I love you. We don't say that enough here. We <laughs> yeah. love you guys. Yeah, this uh, 
very kind of you to give this one a listen after the last one even though i had fun it was, it was, it was fun, fun for us but, that was a um, us episode that was, that was a that was a us we took that shot for us more for us than it was for you but yeah as always thank you guys for listening um check out our website www.thepointforwardnba.com leave us a review on itunes or stitcher if you like what we're doing uh check out our twitter account at the point forward or our facebook page the point forward (sighs) yeah looking forward to some more nba basketball this week we got golden state against the clippers which is always a good matchup tonight and um yeah i'll uh definitely report i'm a little afraid of the golden state timberwolves game that's coming up this sunday but um you know i'll let you know i'll be uh back on the podcast hopefully early next week and pj and i can uh talk about how shitty that was so Mm -hmm. all right pj have a good week man you too love you bro